Despite ignoring my attempts to warn her, Marin's instincts have not failed. There is a wyvern in the pines. Will she and the kobolds be able to evade its notice and escape to their destination? Or will the beast bring a storm upon them? Welcome back to Blood Gold. When we last left off, Marin had broken off from the group after Osmer kind of got ruffled, got panicked, and going into the brush, she heard but did not see the deep gurgling snores of a large beast. She knows or strongly suspects that there is a lightning-breathing wyvern in this forest. So after finding what she believes is the wyvern's nest, she regrouped with the group and started leading them away to head west on the way to the city of Meliura. The sky is overcast and dark as it stormed the day before and you can smell the scent of rain that heavy humidity in the air and you can feel this electricity in the way that you feel before a storm is going to break that the air just feels tingling and you're carrying your pack over your shoulder and Osmer is behind you with the uh, with the package of mail that you're taking to Melura and the kobolds are scrambling beside you and every attempt that they've made to speak up you've kind of shushed them what are you doing walking quietly until i get a very good distance away and only then and i'm talking like we're walking for like an hour before I say anything or let anybody say anything. Um, only then do I kind of whisper that there... No, I think I tell them the truth. I think I whisper, like, I think there was a wyvern near where we were. It's not near us now. I think if we keep going this way, we will be very safe. We just need to be quiet. The uh, ooh, You know what? Give me a... We haven't done a lot of personal or social roles. We do a lot of... Uh physical roles give me a spirit spirit check for Marin. yes and actually i think this is going to be a versus um so we're gonna roll spirit spirit for all three of you okay and kind of see how your uh how this information hits how your delivery of this information hits okay so Marin first mm-hmm. Marin rolled a six Sorrel rolled a six and Okraya rolled a nine. Okay. So I think you, you you deliver this information to them. And I think, well, they rolled higher than you. No, I tied with Sorrel. You, you tied with Sorrel. So I think Okraya is, as you're kind of giving this information, Okraya is getting kind of wide-eyed. Um, 
And she goes, Marin, you thought you were leading us out of the path of the wyvern before. How do you know that you are leading us out of its path now? Because I know where it is now, or I have a much stronger inclination as to where it is now. Did did you see it? Did you see me see it? No, I heard it, and we walked away. What? This, the, uh, um, and I think she's like looking around and she's looking the way that y'all came, knowing that, you know, you heard the sound back there. And she's just looking around and she's surrounded by woods and the woods feel so vast. Yeah, she probably looks like she's on the verge of like a panic attack. Yeah, she is. She's starting to like freak out and she's she's holding she's clutching the the satchel really closely and she goes did you see the color of the wyvern no but we can suspect that the lightning storms we've been hearing have been from the wyvern it is more dangerous at this point to go backwards than it is to keep going we will have the safety of the town if we can get to the town and we can get to the town much quicker than we can going backwards how how far are we from melura Diana inserts the distance. I don't know what it is. Well, you got, I believe you got lost during that's, your last direction check. That's how we ended up at the wyvern. Yeah. Um, so you might not know. Do you want to do an... She says we're a day and a half. Okay. Doesn't matter how far we are. She says we're a day and a half. A day, uh, uh, Marin, you're saying that we'll have to camp here at least another night in the woods. Yes, but we'd have to camp again if we were going backwards. At this point, it makes more sense to go forward than it does to go backwards. We have to keep pressing forward. Akraya looks to Sorel, and Sorel looks like she's handling this okay. She's handling it better than Akraya, but she is kind of um just kind of like staring down at the ground. She's like crunching some leaf or I guess pine needles kind of beneath her toes. And Akraya looks at you and she says, we need to be very careful from here on out. I was planning on shooting off rockets every two feet. Of course, we're going to be careful, Okraya. We're going to be careful. That's why I've added half a day to our journey. That's why we're heading further west. That's why I didn't let you talk for an hour. We're going to be careful. You respond very emboldened for someone whose fault it is we are in these woods in the first place. Marin. I don't believe it is my fault. You hired me for this mission. You came to me with no money. We need money. I don't know how you expect us to make it to your island without money. It's not my fault. I'm not saying it's your fault either, but we have no money. We have to make this journey. We have to take this job. Taking this job allows us to speed up the rest of our journey. It's not my fault we're in these woods. But it's going to be my fault when we make it to the town. Akraya kind of shuts up. I think she walks over to Sorel and takes Sorel's hand. And I think Sorel like, looks up at you and says, Okay, Marin, let's keep going. And then Marin sort of silently gathers things and starts moving. They are not going to rest until they have to. And... This is Marin doesn't say this, but this is like out loud. They're not going to rest until they have to. They're probably not going to start a fire if they don't ha- if they, you know, if they can do it in a really safe, discreet way, they will, but probably no fire. Like they probably are going to be very uncomfortable until they get to town, which I'm sure is more than half a, is more than a day and a half away. 
Yeah, you've gotten a little turned around. Not not like turned around that you're going in the opposite direction, but you're you're definitely uh not making the most expeditious route uh at this point because things have kind of gotten thrown in your way. So you you start heading out. Uh Osmer is well, how is how's Osmer? This is the first time Osmer has encountered a wyvern in quite a while yeah how is how's he doing as y'all keep moving through i think i mean i think he had his not scare but scare a little bit back when they were closer to the wyvern but this i mean this is old hat for osmer osmer knows osmer knows the deal i think osmer's back on osmer's a professional yeah osmer knows what he's doing yeah all right so you keep making your way through the pine forest as night begins to fall, you hear a crack of lightning in the distance, and there is a soft sort of misty rain. You kind of keep uh, it, it goes in and out as this rain kind of starts to fall in the forest, and you can hear it echoing off the trees, and the birds go quiet. How long how long do you keep pushing the track? Until nightfall. We go as far and as hard as we can until we have to stop because there's no more light. Yeah, eventually night falls. The rain is starting to get a little bit harder now and you all begin to set up camp. Mm-hmm. And I think, or is there anything, are you looking for anything in your campsite? Like a cave would be great because we could start a fire a little a little further back, but the light wouldn't be terrible and we'd be able to hide some of it. Plus, it would allow Osmer to be dry, a little drier. Yeah, um, but I doubt we're gonna find a cave. So I'm I'm just looking for natural shelter and a natural hiding spot, sort of. So I think you could definitely find some like uh like underbrush and like a like a fallen tree that you can set something up. If you want to roll to find a cave, no. we could do something now. Okay. I'm not. Nope. My rolls are too precious. <laughs> the more I roll, the greater the chance I will fail my roll. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, I think you can definitely find like a pretty decent uh, hiding spot, a pretty decent place out of the elements. But yeah, a cave I think would be a little more hard to find like you'd have to search for one yeah no and i'm not putting that much effort in i'm trying to just get us there as quickly as possible so i'm just finding somewhere where we can hide um something that hopefully something that makes it hard to attack us from above um so like a fallen tree would be a great idea so you find this this fallen tree and it's got like a it's an old tree it's got this big uh half rotting stump that uh, almost forms like one wall and then the, the tree has fallen over that kind of creates um, almost like a, p- a portion of a of a roof and there's all kinds of like debris and detritus that kind of is, is growing up over and around this, this structure. The kobolds uh, start setting up, start like setting up their camp. And I think one of the things that is a little different about this time is Sorel takes that uh, blade that she carries and she starts digging a hole with it. And she digs a pretty big hole underneath the um, underneath the ground. 
or underneath this this overturned log and she gets some some sticks to help kind of support this this little den that she's digging and by the end of it she has this decent little a small little enclave um beneath this uh beneath this overturned tree yeah that's smart make a hole somewhere to hide it's harder for them to get to you um, I, I mean, I feel like I've communicated. I don't even know that I need to communicate that we're not making a fire. I feel like that's pretty obvious. Um, so once I set up a pretty basic covering for myself and for Osmer, I do the same thing. I start digging a hole. Yeah, that makes sense. Duh. We're building a trench. That's what's happening. Uh, when Sorel sees you following uh, her lead, she comes over and she starts like helping you dig. Mm-hmm. And she kind of does like the bend down like shoveling dirt between her legs just like kick, like almost like a dog digs just like kicking dirt out and helps you kind of build this this little trench yeah to sleep in yep and by the end of it she's kind of like covered in mud and like she's you can see her like picking dirt out from underneath her claws um kind of uh, absent-mindedly or anxiously kind of just like picking at her claws trying to get this dirt out yeah i'm standing in the rain i'm also dirty I'm just letting myself hose off naturally but i imagine that osmer's already got himself into the hole and is trying to c- cozy i guess yeah definitely lying down and trying to deal with this rain mm-hmm. as best he can yeah akrea is sitting down and do you guys set up the tarp or anything yeah. Yeah. No, I said that. Didn't I say oh, that? Yeah, you before might have. I, before I started why well, maybe I imagined it. But before I started digging, I set up the tarp so That's that we right. had a cover so that we weren't just making mud, is what I said. That's right. You well did I didn't go into all that detail, but Yeah. Yes, I've set up the tarp. Okay, right, right. So okay, cool. So I'm I'm seeing this now as like you formed a little lean to mm-hmm. out of the tarp and the this wood and then digging out underneath mm-hmm. it. Yep. Cool. And we're like splitting jerky or something. All right. Yeah. Uh, and the the two kobolds are eating pretty quietly. Do you? I can I can hear you. I can hear your thoughts about to say. Do you say anything? And the answer is <sighs> obviously no. Obviously no. No. Marin is not a talker. Mm-hmm. And this is about their trauma. Marin super doesn't want to talk about their feelings. Like really doesn't want to talk about their feelings. This is not the place. We're not talking about our feelings. You don't want to talk about your feelings? Really don't want to talk about their feelings. I'm just, I can see your brain going, well, what do you say? And the answer mm-hmm. is nothing. I know. You set up this beautiful scene for what should have been a really nice heart to heart where Sorrel's picking out the, you know, anxiously going at, Marin will, Marin notices. Marin will not say anything. I know. Marin is the grandpa who knows their family's dysfunctional, but will continue to sit on the recliner and say nothing about it. That is Marin. That's the character I've created without thinking too much about it. Uh-huh. Well, I love that because I think Sorel does want to talk about it. Sorel is allowed to do what Sorel would like to do. Um, I love that Marin doesn't want to talk about it. And I think Sorel. So the question I was actually going to ask is you just kind of hang out in camp. I'm assuming. Well, I don't want to assume anything. How is going to sleep? Tonight. Oh, Marin's not sleeping tonight. Marin's not sleeping tonight? No. Mm-mm. She's on watch. That's her job. Okay. So I think you're... Where Where are you on watch? Like, what are you... I'm in 
I'm in the dugout with everybody else. And if I sleep for five minutes, it's, you know, very light sleep. I'm not denying myself sleep. I'm just on watch. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't announced it. I'm not telling them that I'm on guard, that I'm watching tonight. I'm just, I'm just doing that. Yeah. That's just the thing that I'm doing. So I, like, make myself cozy, but I'm looking out and listening. Yeah. And I think, I, I don't think they say anything when they crawl into their kind of dug out to go to sleep they just finish eating the rations and just kind of curl up in their in their little den to try to get some rest as the night gets darker and the rain gets heavier and i think as you are kind of posted up casually uh you hear some shifting in that den and you hear sorel whisper marin marin are you up Marin, are you still awake? Marin whittles. Oh, yeah. We talked about that. So Marin is whittling. Um, so I think you, like, I think Marin just, like, does, like, a long, like, knife scrape to, like, indicate, like, she. I think she does that and she goes, mm-hmm. And you hear Sorrel kind of scramble out of, of their den and kind of into the more central area that, that everyone has dug out together. And she goes, um... I can't sleep. Okay. And there's kind of this period where you can just hear the rain falling on the tarp. Marin continues to whittle. I think Sorrel has asked you how many wyverns you've killed before. Yeah. But I don't remember if you answered. I know that we talked about dozens. Yeah. But that's as far as I've gotten. Yeah. Um, Let's assume yes. Yeah. Because I think I did. I think I said dozens to them. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Sister Elle says, have you ever slain a silver wyvern? I think you hear like an intake of breath. You hear that long pause and Sorrel and um, Marin goes, not by myself. But you've done it. Mm-hmm. Was it hard? Mm-hmm. It's not an experience I'd like to repeat. Certainly not by myself. But you're not by yourself, right? You have me and Akraya. But neither of you has ever slain a wyvern before. There is a long pause. And then Sheryl says, No, but I wish I could have. I know. And then I think she crawls back into her little den. Marin continues to whittle. Hello, and thank you for joining us for Heart Points, a one-to-one RPG actual play podcast. I am your husband and GM, Zach. I am your wife and player, Diana. And this is episode 28 of the Blood Gold campaign. How are you, my darling? I'm doing very well. We spent a lot of time outside today. It wasn't blazingly hot, um, and there was a little bit of cover so I didn't feel like my skin was boiling off my body. It was good. It was nice. Yeah, it's so hot. It's but it's it was pretty nice. But I am getting to the point where I'm kind of sick of summer. Like when summer first starts, I'm like, ah, oh, yes, I feel like Superman rejuvenated by our yellow sun. And then by the end of summer, it's well, not, actually, no, it's, it's just even- July. I love August and September and onward. But July is always kind of rough for me. 
I just don't like summer. I do I, like summer for the most part. I have said for a very long time. I, I am full of uncommon and unpopular opinions. <laughs> I know that. But one of the things that I actually think would be a great idea is year-round school. I hate summer break. I don't enjoy summer. And I wish I had more time off more often. Mm-hmm. I wish my breaks, all my other breaks were longer. I this You could take this one completely away. I would do school seven days a week, 14 day, 14 hour days from June 1st until August 15th. I would do all of school in those three. I hate it. I would way, way much more prefer to be an air conditioned building or if I'm not in an air conditioned building, an, a building with a fan bitching with everybody else. I would much rather do that than be scorched by the sun. And bored out of my mind because I can't afford to go on a trip. It's a COVID year. Everything's booked. And if it's not booked, it's super expensive. And I ain't got that money. I'm a teacher. I'm on a teacher salary. I do not have that money. I like how your reasoning for no summer break has nothing to do with like, it's better for children's retention. Oh, yeah. I mean, all that stuff too. But like, no, it's just hot. It's just hot. And I'm sick of my house. And I can't afford to leave my house. So I'm not interested. I would much rather have a bigger spring break. I'd much ha- rather have a longer winter break. Oh my gosh, Europe in the winter, which sounds so bougie of me to say, but Europe in the yeah, winter is awesome. the last time you were in Europe when, in the winter? When we studied abroad. Yeah, we, so... It was, okay, it was 13 years ago. Thank you very much. I'm just saying Europe in the winter is gorgeous. That's true. It was beautiful. You don't need to go in the summer. You should go in the winter. It's gorgeous. The towns are still beautiful. The towns are still there. Those castles don't disappear. Like, that shit's all there. Go enjoy (laughs) it with way less people. It's gorgeous. I don't know. I was also abroad in winter, and towards the end of my time in Scotland, we were getting, like, three hours of sunlight a day, and I thought I was going to lose my mind. We arrived in Ireland, and me and my best friend roommate, who is of English, uh, who is of Korean descent, went tanning (laughs) on like a 60 degree day because the sun was out. And we were like, yeah, we're going to do this. This is the perfect day to go tanning. The sun's out. It's cool. We're not going to die. This is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And we were the brownest people in that Irish, (laughs) that Irish student housing development area. (laughs) So uh, one thing about heart points a little check in as we've mentioned i think two episodes ago that we are going to take a short hiatus from blood gold to play some other games do some other stories for just a little bit not probably not too terribly long but uh just a reminder in case you missed that 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 is happening i think we probably have one more episode after this before we take our hiatus but that kind of depends on 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 where we get so there's no quite telling uh exactly when we're going to take our hiatus but I i think that's probably coming up um and it's just a hiatus from blood gold it's not a hiatus from heart points we're just gonna play some other stuff it's been a rough summer and and i think we just need to do some short stories just to kind of stretch our muscles a little bit and uh just relax if if you are on uh uh, if you are, are a patron, you get our campfire pod. And I talked a little bit in our July campfire pod about how I've been struggling with writer's block um, as May, you know, trying to be gentle with myself. I'm trying to acknowledge that, you know, we're in a pandemic. Uh, I have a baby. We're dealing with stuff. I got some writer's block. It's fine. It's no big deal. We'll figure it out. So we're yeah. going to play some games and fuck a hustle. 
Paka hustle. So listen, we, we have an explicit rating on this podcast. We've got to start making better use of that. Because we haven't said taint. Bitch, fuck, taint. <laughs> no, God damn All it. of it. I, 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 again, I mentioned, I studied abroad in Ireland. I am a- Don't say the I'm C not, word. I'm not going to say the C Did word. Did you say the C word already? No. I am, a, I am a C word fan. I wish I was allowed to say it more. But whenever I say it, people stare at me like I've murdered a kitten in front of them. So I no longer say it, but I am a huge fan of the C word. Someday, I'll drop it. Zach, double check those curses that Diana just said. I just said, bitch, fuck, taint. That's what I just oh, said. said. Okay. I knew you said three and I couldn't remember what the third one was. Yeah. I was worried it was the C one. Damn. Shit. Ball sucker. Oh I can just God. say things. I can just say things. Penis is not expletive, but some people get very the upset is, with that we word. Are, we are labeled as expletive, but I do know some people have listened to us with children. No, no, that's not true. People have reached out to, to me. I will stop cursing if you would like to listen with children. I don't know if we can take off the explicit tag now that we've said so many terrible things. Zach B can edit all this out. No, I just mean throughout history. Throughout the four-year history of this podcast. Did you know we've been doing this for four years now? We have never celebrated an anniversary. I know. We miss it every time. (laughs) I can't believe it's been four years. A lot has happened. We've moved three times. Yeah. And now we have a goblin. And now we have a goblin who is... I keep calling her a baby, but she's not. She's a toddler. Yeah, she's getting she's getting big. She toddles. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. She toddles. She's a toddler. All right. Heartbroken. Do you want to get back to the episode? I guess. All right. So, Marin, after Sorel goes to sleep, you are sitting there listening to the sound of the rain so diana what do you think are the stats that you would be using for this sort of um staying awake keeping watch perception passive perception spirit and strength to spirit i got it really wrong no i'm 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 it's this isn't a quiz i'm asking (laughs) you like what what you want to be using oh Oh, I thought you were quizzing me. No, no, no. This is not a test. Um, yeah, no, I think spirit and strength. I think the physical ability of keeping yourself awake and listening as well as the like, because it's not intelligence. It's not like thinking through a problem, right? It's like the fortitude to keep yourself awake, the fortitude to keep listening and not get distracted. Like there's the physical ability of being able to do that. And then there's also the like mental ability of being able to do that, which is why I think it might be spirit and strength. But if I only had to pick one, I would go with spirit. Okay. Let's do spirit plus strength. This is going to be an evaluation test. So the higher you roll, the better you will do. Okay. And also, what have you been whittling? So I was thinking about that. I couldn't remember if I had started a project and never finished it. You were whittling Osmer. A couple, like uh, like two or three in-game right. days ago. But didn't I give that Osmer to someone? Oh, you might have given it to Sorrel. That's what I thought I did. That's what I thought I did. I am whittling. I'm not going to lie. I keep picturing a bear. So I'm I'm whittling a bear. Okay. That's what I'm whittling. Whittling. Yep. Not great. Oh, no. Well, a seven. Okay, that's not terrible. Mm, I had a possible 16. Yeah, well, I mean, according to Ryutama, a 7 is pretty good. 
so uh, you did pretty good at staying awake. Yeah, not as young and spry as I used to be. Yeah, right? I'm an old lady. Which is why I think you didn't notice the sound of shuffling in the forest. And it is the shuffling of something huge and heavy making its way through the forest. Towards us? Like, is it getting louder or is it getting quieter? Yeah, so you perk your ears to tell. Um, Because at first, you had just like phased out the sound of the trees creaking as part of the rising and falling storm that's been happening all night. But then you start to notice that in between the sounds of the trees creaking, there is this sound of almost like something being drug, something lazily thudding into the mud. And you crane your ears to tell, to see if it's getting louder. And you can tell that it is, whatever it is, it is coming closer. And you can feel that rumbling in the mud. And there is something large pushing its way through the pines. If I had to make a guess as to how close it might be, would I be able to do that? Are you asking me for a distance because you know I'm terrible at scale? I am asking yes for distance, but you don't, please don't give me like feet or meters. It means nothing. I need you to tell me time. Mm -hmm. Will it get to me in five minutes? Will it get to me in three hours? I need a time distance. Um, it is, it is hard to tell, but it is definitely moving in your direction and it is, it doesn't sound terribly far off. Okay. It is close enough that you can he- clearly hear it moving now. Mm-hmm. Is Osmer awake? Osmer perks up at about the same time as you kind of perk your ears. What time is it? Very late at night. Okay. Slash very early in the morning. So the debate then is, do I wake them up or is it safer to keep them asleep? Because we're not moving. At this point, it is safer to stay where we are. If I can hear it, it can hear me. And it's faster than me. So even if it couldn't hear me, it would hear me breaking camp. And it could come at us. If it's a wyvern, which I have to assume it is. I would also clarify that to say that if it is a wyvern, it is faster than you in the air. How close are these trees? Are they wyvern wyvern wingspan close? No, they're closer than that. Like it can't fly in these? No, it cannot fly underneath the trees. Okay. It, It has to rise above the trees to fly. Okay. Like, the, the, this forest is a little more open than the other forest you've been traversing through. It's not, like, as densely packed, but it's way too packed for a wyvern to fly in. From my left or my right am I hearing this sound? From, uh, I'm gonna say, from the east. I made the wrong call. I should have gone north. should have gone harder north instead of trying to go west. All right, I wake everybody up. We're breaking camp, and we're gonna move quickly and close to the trees. Okay. So I do it silently, and there's not a lot to pack up. I kind of crawl over Osmer and gently shake the two kobolds awake. Uh, Mayor, what, what, I, and I uh, immediately make them stop talking. And I just signal that they need to pack up, and I start packing up as quietly as possible. I take down the tarps quietly, 
take down the tarps and start getting everything together. All right. Uh, yeah, the, the kobolds are kind of packing their things up. And as they're doing so, you see them kind of like kind of crawl out from the cave or from the from the den and they stop and they kind of look into the distance and you can see a ways in the distance some of the trees kind of like shaking as something moves deeper in the forest um, and it is coming your way you can de- you can feel it in the mud i don't think you can hear it uh i was hearing it well you can hear its footsteps mm-hmm. and you can hear the trees but you cannot hear it mm-hmm. but it is moving so here is the tactical question that Mary needs to answer is it safer to keep heading west and potentially continue to be in front of this thing or is it safer to double back and get behind this thing doubling back puts us in the most danger but once we pass it theoretically we could be pretty clear she keeps moving forward there's too many moving pieces there's too many moving pieces so we're gonna go forward we're gonna keep going west north northwest because we need to be heading north anyway so we pack up and pretty obviously we stick as close to the trees as possible one it's going to hide our footsteps a little bit better and two it's going to provide us a little bit of cover even if it does find us it won't be able to get to us as quickly Mm -hmm. um my spade is out and very ready can you give me a give me a dex plus spirit check and we are going to say oh actually we're, we're gonna do a versus check haha <laughs> can you give me a wait no i don't want to tell you i can watch you no don't watch me don't watch me pick the dice okay <laughs> is it just Marin rolling or are they all rolling i'm the leader so it's okay oh that's a good question um i think I'm okay with just Marin rolling. She's the leader. So I think it makes sense. Yeah, I don't necessarily want to punish you just for having like a larger group. I might make you roll for one of the kobolds as well as you. All right, so let's do uh, Marin. Let's just do Marin. Marin's the one leading the troop. Uh, Seven, but actually uh, that is a fumble i believe i think it's if any dice come up one it's a fumble so i think i got a fumble no fumble no it's all dice yeah or one okay so i just rolled a seven what'd you get also rolled a seven Ooh. tie goes to me in most games tie does usually go to the player um all right so we're gonna do a a, we're gonna go a middling thing is how we're gonna interpret that or or we could just give it to me as a good thing. But is that what you want? Is that what you really want? Yeah, it is. You're too competitive. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I want to win. And winning is getting into town without, you know, traumatized kobolds. Let that be the middling thing. Let them be traumatized by us just moving. <laughs> that is traumatizing. Do psychological warfare, Zachary. It doesn't need to be physical all the time. Just let them be scared what, the whole night. Well, okay. What is described to me... The fear as Marin is rushing through the rainy forest with this thing. Marin's fear? Behind her. Yeah. Marin's fear? So there's a lot of, like, everything's heightened, so everything is too much. There's too much noise that she's making. There's too much noise that 
Osmer is breathing. There's too much there's too much responsibility. There are too many lives I have to take into account. I can't save Osmer and Sorel and Okraya. I can't fight this thing on my own. I like her breathing is labored. Her steps feel heavy. Her mind is racing and it is just pure panic. Because the last time she fought one of these, she was young and she was on a team of people. She's not on a team of people. She's the teacher of this rambunctious classroom of non of misfits. Like she's she's the responsible party and she can't be responsible for them if they all die. She doesn't know how to do that. So it's just it's it's panic and it's overwhelmed. It's too much. It's all of it. That's great. I mean, it's not it's not great for her, but those that's great. And that's how the four of you are making your way through this through this forest. The sound doesn't let up. You can tell because you are experienced in tracking and in hunting. It's not gaining on y'all. And you keep noticing it going in odd directions, but it keeps kind of coming back towards y'all. And you notice it stop at one point pretty early on in your track. It stops and it kind of loses some ground as it stops. And you don't hear anything for a little while. You don't hear anything in the trees. You don't hear anything in the forest. And then there is this crack of thunder that is far too close for comfort. You hear Akraya say very quietly, that was our camp. As the rain keeps falling, that sound picks up again, following you. Is this, are you like walking very deliberately? Are you running? Are you like- No, we're not running. That would make too much noise. We are walking deliberately, but uh-huh. fast. As fast as possible, but walking deliberately. Again, for like the billionth time, as close to trees as possible. I think you are making your way. And um, Sorel is starting to mumble to herself. Um, she's sort of starting to talk to herself, and you can't quite make out what she's saying, but you can hear her talking mm-hmm. under her breath um, mm-hmm. behind you. Yeah, immediately shut up. Immediately shut up. Like, I'm immediately telling her she needs to stop, but I'm not saying it in words. I'm using, like, hand signals and stuff. Like, she needs to stop. Could you give me a spirit spirit check? Sure. Eleven. Oh, shit. Okay. The only good role I've had is telling this girl to shut up. This traumatized, scared girl to shut up. Yeah, Sorel, her jaws clamp shut and she is just going. But when you turn to her to like signal for her to be quiet, you notice that she has one hand on the hilt of her sword and the other hand on that doll, that wooden doll that's that she's just kind of like clutching to herself very tightly. Mm-hmm. And... Y'all are making your way. And eventually the the sound of the thing following you stops. When it stops, there's kind of a, a couple moments of quiet. And then there is the sound of a tree creaking and then cracking. And then the sound of another tree just snapping at the trunk um, with this loud echoey explosion and when it happens Akraya, you hear Akraya like yep then for a moment it's quiet and then you hear the sound of huge leathery wings beating and it 
is in the air and you can see it or do you, I, that's a good question. Do you even turn back to the sound of the, of this loud? How close were they? Uh, like a football field. It's fucking close. Football fields are not big. Soccer fields are big and that's still too close. Football fields are not big. They're a hundred yards. That's not big. Okay. 200 yards. <sighs> um, okay. That's real close. That's still really close. Um, but I think I turn around when Akraya yipped. And you hear the sound of these wings beating and above the trees, this wyvern rises and you can tell it's this huge shining silver wyvern and its wings form this huge kite shape as they stretch out from its fingers down to its ankles and it rises up in the air and it's got these big long like catfish whiskers it flies towards the group and then flies over you and you can see it cast a shadow on you as it flies over you and continues heading west and you hear its wings beat a few more times in the distance and then it's gone we are dead silent. No one's making a sound. No one's moving. We are like that for a long time. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Hard Points. Thank you. We Oh my god, I hope you enjoyed this terrible terrible episode. <laughs> Ryujima was designed by Atsuhiro Okada and translated into English by Matt Sanchez and Andy Kitkowski. You can find more at kotohi.com. We want to thank Zach B, our editor and producer. If you didn't listen to a lot of goblin noises in the background or pauses or awkward like what is what am I supposed to roll again? Thank you. Thank you, Zach B. We also want to thank In Love with a Ghost for the use of their song Chilling at Nemo's Place off of the album Healing. You can find In Love with the Ghost at inlovewiththeghost.bandcamp.com. Please make sure to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes or Spotify or wherever the cool kids talk about podcasts. It means a lot to us and it helps other people to find us. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at HeartPointsPod. Please follow us and join us for discussion about RPGs and podcasts, and make sure to share us with everyone you know, especially your RPG-loving friends. Thank you so much to our patrons whose support keeps the show going. If you would like to become a patron of the show, find us at patreon.com forward slash hardpointspod. You can directly support the show and help us to maintain it and better it every week while getting access to cool rewards like our patron-only Discord, a monthly bonus pod where I talk about K-dramas, and other things. Every dollar makes a huge difference. This episode was sponsored by patrons Michael Herman and Stephen Hessen. Stephen is the devoted and mystic pega known as the Soul of the Healer, whose remote shrine is decorated with tattered threadbare flags of every color and kind. Thank you so much for your support, Michael and Stephen. And thank you all again for joining us in our adventure today. We hope that as you return back to the real world that you continue to have a very nice day but like a very, very nice one. <laughs> <laughs>